Good day, I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this Hacking the Red Circle conversation, where we talk to people in the TEDx world you'll want to know better. The show is designed to learn what it takes to produce, organize, promote, and create a world-class event. If you're an experienced organizer, you'll get some great tips. Veteran organizers share lessons they've learned so that first-timers can avoid common missteps. There are hundreds of amazing people in the TEDx universe, and we talk to a lot of them. If this is your first time to the show, welcome. We produce Hacking the Red Circle every week. You'll want to subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. Now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. It has been... Uh, it, it has been a year since we've done an episode and a lot has gone on in the, in the year. And, uh, as we know, as organizers, we, um, are all facing really interesting challenges with COVID and how do we produce our events? And, uh, I have a story to tell, but today is not my story to tell today. I have invited a guest. Uh, I saw, um, his the news of his event uh, on our Facebook group for the TEDx organizers. I'd like you to meet Martin Nera. He is with TEDx UC Louvain uh, in Belgium. And uh, Martin, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Your your event was was just uh, a, a few weeks ago, and then we decided to to push this conversation because. Um, uh, from last week because of TEDx Sydney and they did yes. an amazing uh, virtual event. And for, mm -hmm. for all of you who have not gotten a new show from me, uh, I apologize. Uh, I've been busy and it was uh, just a quick note to the listeners. I had a lot of shows that were pre-recorded and ready to go out. It just felt very strange to send them mm -hmm. out uh, now that we're in a, in a post COVID world. So for those of you that uh, were interviewed by me, I'm going to be circling back to you and talk about how we're doing things post-COVID. But today, um, Martin, um, first off, tell me, uh, tell me more about your event and and how you got involved with TEDx. So this is the fifth edition of TEDx UC Louvain. So we are a university uh, event uh, in uh, Belgium, based in Belgium, not too far from Brussels. Uh, our community is largely comprised of uh, students, of course, 36,000 of those. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and then uh, quite a few professors, assistants, a member of academia, as well as uh, spin-offs and, and yeah, all the companies that grow around the university when it's, it's uh, that size. Um, and, yeah, so it's been the fifth. Uh, so were you fifth. a professor? Uh, no, so I'm I'm an assistant there. I, I do quite a, a a few jobs there, mainly with uh, startups and spin-offs, uh, connecting ideas that go into the lab and connecting them to the real world and making sure they grow as as companies and startups and and things like that. So that's my job. I, so I do a lot of uh, looking for nice ideas and a lot of pushing them into the world, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, linking back to TEDx, of course. Tell me, how was it that? Uh that the university decided to do a TEDx? Because it's not a, a normal thing. It's a lot of work, as you know. Yeah, it's, it is a lot of work. So our uh, team uh, started so five years ago. It was pushed not by me. So I joined four years ago, but it was pushed by uh, four PhD students. 
who wanted to spread the ideas worth uh, spreading within a community. He started with a small 100 uh, attendees, what an, uh, 100 license. Uh, and then the second year I joined together with more people to try and structure it a bit more, you know, like when you started, like a lot of work, a lot of efforts uh, to get the ball going. And yes. then you want a, a bit of structure, right? Uh, so this is why uh, other team members as well as uh, me joined the team. And then after that, I was, we were together, we were like, okay, uh, if we do this for a hundred people or like 500 or a thousand, it's going to be the same job, right? How foolish of us. <laughs> uh, but but that's basically the idea we got. So we went to the authorities and say, hey, can you give us some financing? So we have a three-year, we had a three-year plans and agreement with the rest of the university. So we could again structure things more and grow the team, grow the event. And this year was supposed to be the 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 the, the epitome of, of what we had set to achieve uh, with a thousand attendees, but of course we all know. <laughs> that was not possible, uh, but yeah, uh, there's a, another story to tell. So at some point during the year, or early in the year, because we know Europe was hit before we were here in the United States, mm -hmm. you knew that you weren't going to be able to do the event. And, yes. you know, you, you, you had to make this decision. And um, what was... Tell me what that was like. How, how many people first, how many people are on the team? And then did you all get together or was this a kind of an executive team decision? Um, so we're 25 on the team. We were 25 on the, on the team, uh, have students, have members, like uh, working members of uh, the university and around the university. How many now? Because you said war. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I'll get to that in a bit. Uh, but now, now today, nowadays is um, between eight and ten, depending on how you count. But let's say ten to make it easy. Uh, we basically lost almost all the students because they all went home. Oh, um, uh, but it is normal in university event. You have a, a very high uh, rolling uh, coming, like students are coming and going basically which is very normal in university students, so at, at university uh, events. So that's not too worrying, I would say. Um, so what's the question again? Because so the question <laughs> is, when you made the decision, was that one of you that did it or did you come together as a team? So it is very important to us that uh, all decisions are taken as a team. Um, so we have a very horizontal way of, of doing uh, holacratic, uh, to use the term. Uh, a holacratic way of doing um, and so we took the decision as a team that uh, it was not going to be possible even though we would really really want to yeah, of course. Uh, so our event was uh, scheduled on uh, april 28th with which was the peak of uh, the epidemic here in belgium uh, so pretty quickly we decided to hey let's postpone it and see what happens later on so let me uh, ask uh, so if the original date was april 28th Mm -hmm. And we're now thinking February, middle of February. You're already well into the planning and the coaching mm -hmm. and um, the show and the graphics. I mean, you're you're very close and very, you know, to, to do all the work. T tell me a little bit about that, because that, you know, with with us, we hadn't started really yet. So we, you know, we give ourselves six months to work on it. So you're in the final stages. Mm -hmm. um, so you had some communication challenges to the partners 
and challenges to the speakers and the team and boy so this, this is more than i had thought <laughs> so the, the with any challenges you can take it as uh, um basically do how do i manage the risks and then what opportunities are coming with this right so some of the work that we've done we could save it for later uh, for example, curation, the speakers, uh, we, we agreed with them, hey, let's do this later if you're still on. Uh, we lost a few of them, but we could re like make new ones basically uh, for our October event. Uh, the graphics uh, were also, these are things that we can save. Yeah. Um, two things that really were important is how do we keep motivation on the team, especially uh, when all the students had their their classes online, they were spending like eight to 12 to 10 hours a day oh, on I their know, computers. I know, I know, right? Uh, and so, of course, they did not want to come to a TEDx Isseluvan meeting, or it was really rough on them, right? Like Motivation-wise, it's, it's, it's not easy. So it was all about the team. And then the partners, uh, they have, we have a great trust with the partners, uh, especially the university, of course, but also the other ones. Um, and so we promised them that we would have an event, whatever happens, not probably not the same format, uh, but we would have an event and we would deliver the value that we had promised them, which is finding the right ideas, bringing the community together and getting them in touch with the community and, and having them be part and contributing to the community, which is what it lies at the core of a partnership, at least with us. With us. While all of this is happening, let's remember Ted, was um, through the TEDx team, they were having a lot of hangouts because we were all trying to figure out what to do. So were you going to those hangouts and getting ideas from other people? Yes, and they were really helpful. Uh, not only because, uh, again, like one of the great things that happened in this community is that we are a community and, and, and it crosses borders. And I feel like it's, it's more than a community. It feels like a family when, when you've been part of it for long enough, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, and this feeling of being in a family and seeing, hey, we, we've got these challenges, uh, but also we've got this, this energy and these ideas and, and you know, the passion uh, that, that, that links us all together. And, um, I think that the, the organizers that still are left now in the world, I don't know how many uh, have stopped and how many are, are, are still going. That's a great question. Um, um, uh, uh, hey, audience who's listening to this, let us know um, of other people that are working on events because we're all, we're all working. I mean, part of the reason we're talking with Martin is, is to, again, keep our team, our global team motivated. Like these are the, the kinds of things we can do. So 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 keep going so so you um i know i was motivated by seeing what um uh, chris had done with the ted connections those mm. conversations those series it was over two weeks i think they were just testing to see how that would go and i i love that format uh, a lot and then when tedx said hey because this this format of us talking like this in zoom uh N not okay right in the past but now <laughs> yeah. now it's okay and mm -hmm. um so so you were i'm i'm curious in looking because there were so many ways we could do like we could do yeah. virtual we could do you know let's rent a theater but we didn't know about social distancing and all of that so what what did you end up deciding to do Mm. So we ended up deciding on doing uh, on decentralizing the organization of the event. 
since oh. we could not do ourselves, we did a kit uh, and we organized 40 events happening at the same time, at the same time in 40 different venues. Uh, and we live stream the content to them. Uh, and within the box, we put uh, a, a very small red carpet, a very small oh, TEDx letters. Uh, we put food and drinks and activities, fun games, and all the events were connected together uh, through an app. So it was not only having, uh, so at the time in Belgium, uh, the bubble, we, we have this concept of social bubble. So how many people can you see uh, uh, with without a mask uh, in close proximity to one another. And at the time of, of the event, it was 10. Now it's one <laughs> because uh, the, the situation got a bit worse. But at the time, it was 10. And professional professionally organized event could be 200 people. So as long as you kept your mask and your distances and, and whatnot, you could be up to 200 people within the same room. But uh, we decided to go on for 10 people per room and to create this feeling of community. Uh, I think the two keywords here for us was experience and community, because as I told earlier, um, we already had the ideas, we already had the curation, we, we already knew what are the challenges, uh, had like the, the, the prism to which we were going to explore the challenges, like this was already going. So we were like, okay, uh, you know, we wanted to defy expectation because if we had gotten people into a room or, or not into, either into a room or virtually, they would have expected the TEDx experience that everybody pictures, right? The big red carpet, uh, hurries and, and uh, clap, 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 and uh, people clapping and, uh, you know, and this was going to be a disappointment, for, a disappointment for everybody. So if we don't want to disappoint, let's surprise people. And this is what we set out to do. I like that. One of the things that I was thinking about, so, so this is about mm -hmm. managing expectations, right? So now we're talking exactly. about managing expectations. And one of the things that concerned me, because I could have done my event in the theater, we have 300 people, um, and I would have had maybe 40 people in the audience if everybody was six foot apart from everyone else, right? Let's say I did that. Let's say we agreed to do that. Glad we didn't. Our event would have been in two days from now. We didn't. Well, um, I thought that the experience for the speaker looking into that audience would not be good. So I, mm -hmm. that's what I was thinking. The speaker who spends six months working on their talks, you know this, I mean, they spend so much time. Yep. Um, so, so how did you, so let's talk about managing expectations. So I think with the audience, having the social bubbles, having 40 conversations simultaneous, doing the box, and you did it with a team of 10 people. Is that what you're saying? Uh, seven, yeah, seven, so, yeah. Oh my Se gosh. seven core people, and then three people coming in and out helping us. How did you come up with the idea of the box? I mean, because one of the things you could have said was, well, let's just live stream this, but you said, no, part of this is the community. So it, it feels <laughs> like you had 40 TED circles all happening at the same yes. time, right? Yes. And we wanted to emulate. So basic, basically what inspired us was like, okay, what is TEDx? TEDx is a local community yeah. first, and then it's understanding the challenges, and then it's bringing these ideas within the community to, 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 yeah, to give uh, answers or, or light up the, these challenges in a different light, right? Uh, and so for us, the, the idea was like, okay, the idea is what we know. It's a TEDx video. Everybody knows that. And what is the added value 
of live streaming a video, basically. Like you could do it on your own time with your friends, eating lunch before sleeping. Like there is no added value to like, in my opinion, and, and no disrespect to everybody who's done that. Huh? But uh, in my opinion, there is little added value besides just giving new ideas and, and, and getting the ball going. So how can we contribute added value to the community? And what is the community needs? Because one of the big things we learned is that, you know, it's not because we have a new world order, let's say, that right. the community needs have suddenly disappeared. Priorities may have changed, but the needs are still there. They're untouched, right? So, uh, and, and that was great news because it means that we still can address them and we can still deliver on them. And this is what we set out to do. Uh, and, 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 uh, and also coming back to the partners, um, we've got to reinvent ourselves as an event, but so do our partners. And this is how we kept them on board. Uh, we offered them, like, as a TEDx, we offered them a platform uh, as an innovation and learning playground, right? And this was crowdsourcing at its best. It's if you were part of this, you can bring your employees together. You, like, we had partners organized, and this is why they partnered with us, is to organize something within their team because they could not be together otherwise. They did not have any other way of getting together. Some of their uh, partners were just uh, for the sake of, hey, let's, let's do this. This is a great thing. This is new. This is exciting. We want to be part of it, right? And so the, 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 it's the importance of bringing the community together. And then uh, since we're a university student, uh, we're a university event, it's a lot of students. And so these are uh, this is a generation that loves experience. They value experience yeah, 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 yeah. over a lot of things. Right, so we needed to have that experience, and it's it's been a, a hallmark of what we've uh, what we've done and how we've done things. It's like experience UX is a big thing. I think this is such a uh, an interesting model, and I'm I'm going to push this show out as quick as I can for people to consider this. So logistic. So we had we had two things. One is this the big idea of like what does our community need? They need to feel like a community and a group of 10 is, is that's a great size. Uh, yes, you were limited by, by regulations of the state, right? That yes. said that, and, and just common sense around our health concern. But then to say, hold it, we could do 40 of those. Mm -hmm. And then I'm so, so I'm, I'm imagining the team meeting where someone says, okay, okay, you're inspired. Let's, okay, let's do this. Cause I've been in those meetings where we get these crazy ideas. We're TEDx organizers. Yeah. That's what we do. And you're the best one. someone said, well, we could have groups of 10 and then we'll just beam, you know, I'll, we'll beam the content into the 10. Uh, how did you decide on 40? That's, just the logistics of that sounded like you that's a military operation almost <laughs> uh honestly it was we had aimed for 800 attendees and we said we did we it was just like half of what we thought we could do we always uh think the way we we put our numbers is like our um objectives is how can we be realistically ambitious Meaning that uh, it is better to sell out of 800 tickets yes. uh, than to uh, own, like to, to say, uh, sell uh, 800 tickets and have the target at 1,000 and, and then you feel a bit let down, right? Yeah. So this is, and, and it seemed achievable, especially because we already had sold some tickets. We already had sold almost 300 tickets oh. uh, from the previous event. So we knew only... Uh, needed to sell one uh, 150 to 200 more tickets. And I think your tickets were 15 euros. 
Yes, uh, yeah. and we wanted to make them free, uh, but uh, because we are working with students, what doesn't have a value, a price tag, doesn't have value, basically. And so we were really, really scared that they would not come uh, if we if they didn't if you pay made money. It free. Yeah. Yes. So people would just get it to get it and then not come. And then we would have like we were really scared to have like group of one or two, which wouldn't have made wouldn't have made any sense. So so now we make this decision. Uh, so we have our speakers and then we mm -hmm. say we're going to do these 40 events of 10. Make that makes sense. It's crazy, but it makes sense. So then the and I, I love this notion of you understand your market so well that like they're going to need an experience. Mm -hmm. So someone has this idea. Let's create a knowledge box. Mm -hmm. Tell yeah. me about that. How did that? I mean, someone said, well, we because we're so used to we give them a goodie bag or we want to give them stuff. I mean, that's kind of part of the TED thing is doing that. Some mm -hmm. of us do. Some of us don't. I know that. But you called it a knowledge box. Yeah, uh, so the, the, it basically uh, so the idea came from so a few of the team members are really really good friends and at the peak of the uh, epidemic uh, when we were really into hard lockdown there was no way of getting out there was no way of meeting my friends and so it like that idea came simply because as friends we made a game for our friends so basically we were sick of just having zooms. And saying, hey, how are you? Yeah, nothing much. Uh, how about you? Yeah, nothing much. So we were like, okay, we need to have something to do together, right? Yeah. So we went out and we bought, uh, uh, basically, we, we made a box full of presents to open with each other. And in between each present, so every box was the same in its content, but uh, different in the, in the, so they had little notes. And every note was different from one person to and another. And who made and we the had boxes? A game, so uh, my friends and I. Uh, just just for the fun. So we, we just oh, yeah, sent no, 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 the boxes out. I understand. So you, you made this for, for your friends and then you yeah. sent them to all of yeah. the friends. Yes. And then at a pre, at a time you decided, everybody opened. Yes. Now. And you know how how, how unboxing, they're, they're super popular online, right? The oh, yeah. Unboxing yes. ones. So it's it's marketing wise, it's, it's freaking amazing. <laughs> And we we realize that it's like it's it's like Christmas. Uh, yes. Basically, it's Christmas or any 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 uh, occasion where it. people open presents. It's I it's the it. box can be beautiful. Unboxing uh, experience, yeah. Yes, and uh, and and so we realized, and and there was food in it, and so we realized, okay, there's something here. We need to do something out of it. Um, the other nice thing that was also uh, good about it, and it really helped convince the partners to come is that uh, we were doing uh, boxes for 10 people, but if we had gone back into a hard lockdown, we could have done individual boxes. Wow. So whatever happened, we had our we event. Have, the event was happening with an experience, not just a virtual uh, streaming of content. So you said there was a red, you made a little red uh, circle that went yes. in each one. How big yes. hold? How big were the boxes? Um, the the boxes were uh, they were not that big. Imagine a very a big uh, shoe box for like boots for women's boots. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. that size kind. So now we have we have our events. We have the box. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now now we have to curate the show. So you already mm -hmm. have gotten the speakers, and and I worked with a a couple of TEDxes on like how to do it virtually. And until we saw Ted main stage, I don't think we really knew what that meant. 
You know, I mean, because in our, I think I'm speaking for organizers who think we've got to have the red circle, we've got to have our 3D letters. We've there's all these things that we associate with that. Mm. Yet when we saw Ted main stage, there wasn't any of that. They were just yep. very well produced, well lit, well edited, well like well curated talks. Mm -hmm. and um, Countdown was like that. I mean, so everything that we've seen come from Ted, and again, Ted is, uh, to me, it's like that's the the gold standard, right, <laughs> of what we want to yeah. do. And however, that's achievable. You can do a mm -hmm. produced thing, even if you, you know, without having to send a crew to each of the speakers, right? I, I saw one TEDx uh that they rented a, a house, a big old house, and then set it up so everything could be distanced. And then they filmed them wow. and did the show from there. So, so uh, tell me, how did you man? How many speakers did you have? So that, that's that, so the speaker side where is where we were more conservative uh, okay. because also we were lacking the human power. <laughs> sure, of honest. course, of course. Um, but uh, we set out to pre-record everything. So there was no live content. It was a projection of content. Uh, pre-record everything in a TV studio that uh, we have a TV studio at the university. So we're very privileged in that. Uh, we use the studio. Most we people don't have that. Sessions. Yeah, yeah, yeah we are reproducing. And we, so we, it's also uh, uh, permitted to have in my opinion, uh, some of the best, best content that we have produced so far in the sense of quality and in the sense of how it's built, because we've had also a lot of time to prepare it. One, one downside of it uh, was that there was no live audience, so there was way less emotions than with a live audience. But so we, we had the TEDx, you said, letters, we had the big carpet, we had uh, like- Because a, you had a studio and you could monitor yes. the number of people. I, yes. I, you touch on an interesting point. Uh, we've done, uh, I think we've done a hundred talks at TEDx Santa Barbara. This, this was mm -hmm. our 10th anniversary. It was going to be a big year and mm -hmm. all of that, but there'll be time right. for that. There will yes. be time. Um, but what we teach the speakers is how to have that energetic conversation with the audience you know, it's how, how do you lean into the audience? How do you know, how do you pick a few people that you're giving your talk directly to that person, all that stuff. So how did you, how did you coach the speakers um, around that? I mean, actors know how to do this. They know how to work to a camera. Did mm -hmm. you, did you have any kind of actor coaching through um, the university, through the theater department? So we, we did not change our curation so much um, because we set out, we were, okay, let's uh, accept the fact that this year it's going to be virtual. Let's accept it and let's roll with it. Let's go full on and let's, let's go for it. And the interaction and the emotion will come from other sides of the event. Uh, it doesn't mean uh, that uh, the talks were not emotional. We had a lot of emotion, but it's more from the speaker to the speaker yeah, this time. Yeah, in, in, yeah. And, and we, we decided to, to be okay with it and not try to mimic it or because it felt fake. For example, uh, 
I've seen a lot of events where like people like you have two presenters clapping and asking the audience to clap. I'm alone in my living room, no energy in the room. I'm not going to clap for it. Right. Yeah. So why would it's it feels fake or to yeah. me, at least it felt fake. No, uh, you're, you're you're absolutely correct. And and in I think, uh, as you were saying, you said this is a generation that loves experience. Mm -hmm. I think and it's genuinely. also fair to say that this generation loves authenticity. Yes, yes. Exactly, exactly. And so this is something that we did not, uh, the only the only time that we had uh, something that was a bit faker, like uh, the applause, for example, was uh, at the end during uh, the thank you uh, moment. Oh, well, that's we, good. That, uh, sure. had the, uh, we had all the team members, not only the, the organizing ones, but also the ones from the big event that didn't happen. Uh, mm. They all uh, made a video of themselves clapping, and we did a montage that appeared uh, with a lot of music, and that oh, was like super, yeah, yeah, heart, uh, heartfelt, and that that worked well. But again, because of the context, right? What What do you think was the big thing you learned? Because part of part of being in TED and and involved in TED is that. We love ideas. We love learning. We're curious. We're creative. We're and we all associate with people that are like that. What do you think worked really well? So we had interest. So we started the event with interactions between two people, and then interactions within the group, and then interactions between the groups, uh, using an app called WooClap. But you have many apps like these. It's basically uh, they could connect uh, with their phones and then ask a Q and A, or like there were word clouds. And at the end of the event, we were like, hey, but let's, like, we've heard about six ideas, but you have many, many ideas yourselves, right? So at the end of the event, we closed the, 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 the event with five or seven minutes to uh, people just thinking to themselves and uh, suggesting resources, videos, books, ideas, uh, quotes, whatever they felt like. And we ended up the event with a library of TEDxUCDivan. Uh, uh, over 300 uh, different uh, resources in 12 categories, which was, uh, to me, again, it's a representation. It's what are we doing? It's community building. And this was this symbolizes the community and the diversity of the community so well. It was so thrilling to get all these uh, replies and answers. And very funny also to, uh, because some, some people, like, for example, like uh, we, we had, uh, what is your, ch ch uh, what, what was your dream as a child? And some people know me, for example, of course. And so they, yeah, and they've, they've said Martin, of course. In the, so in the word cloud, the biggest word was Martin because they were, so they were poking fun at us in the studio. They were poking fun at each other. So it was a lot of fun. And, and I think this is like, it is what is, that's what we wanted to get out of those boxes is to get people involved, not only to start and build their own event, be a community of 10, but also be a community of 400, the TEDx Louvain community. Wow. Congratulations. I'm just this listening to you and the excitement you can tell in your voice. <laughs> uh, and I, we all know, listener, you know how much work these things are to do on a good day, on a good year. And um, the, the, the demonstration of extreme creativity, not even just creativity, it's like, how are we going to get through all of these things? You said, you said earlier something that I loved is um, how do we manage the risks and turn them into opportunities? And that's such a an organizer's thing to say, right? <laughs> it's like, oh, we don't have money. Ah, we don't need money. Or we don't have enough of this. Ah, we don't need that. Uh -huh. You know, it's just like we we figure it out. So, so let's say what what worked well. 
Um, what worked well? I think um, community the, the uh, in within our team. So the team that stayed and built. I think uh, we were really reliant upon each other. We could trust one another. I think without a team, there is no event. So team dynamics is key to this. And I cannot like I cannot be grateful enough to the whole team. And this is why I try to say we we we, is because it's like it's the whole team. Uh, I think um, of course you never know the event until it happens. Uh, so the, the people, we, we really put a lot of trust in the attendees. They were not passive. And if they did not want the, the show to work, it would not have worked. And we told them, you are responsible for the success of this event. We are not anymore. We've done the boxes. We've done the kits. You Back are your own organizers. Back to setting the expectations, tonight. right? Yep. Back yep. to setting expectations. So that worked well, setting the expectation. Mm -hmm. Okay, keep going. What else worked well? Yeah, I think defying the expectations and 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 trying not to uh, do something and try and replicate something that we could not replicate. You cannot replicate a TEDx event in two days. Right. At least in in the Western world, you cannot replicate a TEDx event feel. There is no way. I I don't believe so. And so let's uh, mourn that. Let's do that morning and let's do something new. That and, and and we have the creativity. We have what we especially I at least within my own TEDx, we're very fortunate enough that we have the resources and the creativity and the talents and, and, and the infrastructure around us that we can do it. I, I'm, uh, I mean, this is such a, a great first show to come back um, with because this is exactly the kind of conversations I hope to have. So Martin, you're, you're the, you know, the first in our post COVID um, hacking the red circles because uh, mm. I, I get the idea about because it take it even this show takes work to do right yeah of uh, course and a lot of and, and I'm doing my weekly making waves podcast you're not podcast but a, a live show from TEDx Santa Barbara and I thought you know we have so much to learn from one another so we know what worked well um what so I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you're gonna do this again and if you're gonna if you're gonna do it in the same way, what needed work? So if someone was gonna go in and model their event after what you've done, what, what needed work? I would say at least two things. Uh, one is getting the right people on board. So coming back to the organizing team, because I, in, my, in my experience, there are three main categories of people getting involved in a TEDx. They are the people who take pleasure in just, for just organizing for the sake of organizing. So it's, they're all about creating, uh, meeting, learning, uh, doing, right? So these are often in your core teams. They, this is your, your lead organizers and yeah. these are your team and that. Uh, you have people coming for the experience, uh, and which is a great, uh, especially when you're in a university event, it's, a, it's, it's, it's super important. So they're, they're coming in for one year, maybe two, yeah. um, for, for learning. And then you have people coming because they're a fan of TEDx and TED, yeah. right? In my experience this time, we only kept the people who do this for the sake of doing it. Because there was not a big event. They did not know how, they did not picture it. So for, for the people who are doing it for TEDx, they, they, it, it's, it's just too different. And we did not keep them. And I, and I consider this a failure on my part. Um, uh, and, and I'm sure now that we have something to show for, they will come back. The people learning, it was so challenging already uh, because uh, everything changed so much in the university that they just did not have time and energy for it. 
again, maybe they will come. Uh, and, and, and I think ma maintaining a sense of community within the team was very challenging. We met every week, uh, we had meals together, like it was a very family-like environment, which people came for, they, they came for that also, as well as, as organizing the event. And this was something we did not. I've not done a good job of that. I will admit that mm -hmm. right now. Um, that's, that's been really challenging because everybody, there's just two of us doing our show. Um, mm -hmm. There, you know, it's just two of us. So mm. there weren't all the things that you need people for, you know, you just, you don't have that. So uh, I could probably work on that. You said you had two things you said needed that needed work yes. for the next time. What's the second? The one? other one is convincing uh, the non-millennial generation that this is a good event. Uh, so, <laughs> um, people who do like, for example, like we, because we've had a lot of millennials, but of course we've had people, uh, like 40, 50, 60, mm -hmm. uh, years old. And for example, we had a piece, uh, one talk was about dancing. So everybody danced Lindy Hop, which is a jazz dance, a great moment. Everybody enjoyed it. But if you were over 40, there was no way you could have enjoyed it because it's too much about the experience. They were like, this has no link whatsoever to the theme it's not tedx and they could not recognize again expectations they could not recognize something uh, and then uh, after the event uh, we've had discussions uh, with uh, some people where we needed to show for sure uh, that we had achieved result they were more treating like okay that was a nice experiment you've done your little thing but let, let's not do it again please uh, and so we, we and, but I, I was expecting it. So we came with hard facts about here's the NPS that we had previously. Here's the, the best NPS we've ever had, by the way. What was your NPS? <laughs> uh, I don't remember because I'm not a big numbers person, but I remember it's the best one we had. Oh um, and, 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 and a lot of very, very positive comments, I but the, the negative comments were about, yeah, well, you know, this is about talks. I came for talks. I didn't come for like speaking with my neighbor and, and eating uh, local food and, and, and like dancing. This is not my thing. And, 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 and some of the, the, the people looking at us from more of a partners, but not the partners, the partner was delighted, but some partner-like people looked at it in, in more, with more skepticism. And, and oh, it's more like, understood. yeah, it's an experience, but it's not a TEDx, right? That you, you, you're going back to your TEDx, right? But it is. We, we... It's it's redefined. If the if what TEDx is about is is helping ideas be shared out to the world. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, the, I I think of it as there isn't. We've found an idea, and we've found the right person to present the idea, mm -hmm. and then we create an environment around mm -hmm. that idea, and then we record that idea and we put it out into the world and. The experience once it leaves us is really was our job. That's how I envision my job. My mm. job is to yeah. catapult that idea out into the world and hope it changes. I mean, we've had 21.4 million views of our 100 talks. That to me is what's, and we only have a 300 seat theater. We've only mm. ever had a 300. So it's the Maybe 300 you seat. More. You don't need it because that is part of the giving the energy to. Yep. Uh, to the people, I'm, I'm thrilled that um, our virtual conversations, I can reach way more than 300 people, mm -hmm. you know, because we can do that. So it, it's that and, and the sense of community uh, and the experience of all of that is what contributes to the 
the overall reputation uh, and and continuing what the brand does. Martin, I'm I'm so thrilled we got to have this conversation. This was um, yeah, me too. this was really really good. I'm I'm just super proud to be an organizer and super proud to to know you and what you've done with your team. You've you've given us some really good things to think about and. Um, I'm just, I'm super pleased about that. I'm looking to see if I have any final questions for you. Yes, well, it is. The show is called Hacking the Red Circle. And so um, what did you, I mean, you hacked the whole thing, but give me, what do you think the biggest hack was that you, the thing you guys did that didn't cost any money that someone else could do in there doing a virtual event? Hmm. It's always the hardest question of the show. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. The it, end. It, it, it takes time to to. Okay, may, maybe uh, it, I, I'm gonna answer. Um, you cut that that part on, huh? but um... <laughs> no, I leave all this stuff in because because <laughs> yes. we, part part of uh, part of um, part of a great interview, in my opinion. Uh -huh. is when you ask a question that I don't have an immediate answer and then yeah, and yeah, you have yeah. to think I agree I agree and the, and the, if and if you trust like like uh you trust your audience I trust my guest mm. you know the answer you know the answer <laughs> we're just we're just it's going to take us a minute or two here to get it out yeah. I think um I would come back so TEDx is a decentralized um used within local communities of a concept right and so far we've uh we've we've used this as an event and in french an event is an événement uh and so interestingly an événement in my in my in french it is defined as anything that happens an effect that fits into a longer timeline yes i'm reading this uh and and there there are two elements in 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 to an event it's something happens and it is within a longer timeline. And I think uh, this, an event is like, if you think about this, this, this definition is what a story is. Storytelling is events, is a series of events, right? It's something happens and then it is within a longer timeline. And I think this is uh, uh, what we set out to do is let people listen, but also create their own stories. Uh, within their own timelines, and and this is uh, decentralizing again the TEDx community. It's decentralizing our own organization within and trusting the public with it, and trusting that it will fit within their own timelines and within their own stories, individual stories. We are so good at telling stories as TEDx organizers. This is why I'm telling you this: uh, is 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 telling stories is at the core of what we do. Martin, so, thank you yeah. so much. I'm, I, I'm the world now will get to meet you and know you. Um, and mm. uh, congratulations to the team. And uh, thanks for joining us on Hacking the Red Circle. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Hacking the Red Circle. Have an idea for a guest for the show? Or would you like to tell us your TEDx story? Just drop me a note in an email to mark at hackingtheredcircle.com. Please be sure to rate, write, and review the show on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Makes a huge difference. And share the show with your team as we seek to grow our audience around the world. 
Until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for Hacking the Woke Book.